Welcome to the Loud Sports Podcast for January 23rd. We took a hiatus last week due to the inclement weather here in central unplanned, Iowa. Yes. Yeah, and Jake uh, unplanned in a ditch. Um, we just, you know, it, it, we tried two times and it didn't work either time due to unforeseen circumstances, but we're here now with a whole lot to talk about. We, li- we live in Iowa. We record in Iowa. It happened, I think, once last year. It's just going to happen sometimes, all right? Get off our backs. Six inches of snow. Yeah. Had to have been. And, and more coming tonight. <laughs> but it's mostly slush. We're going to be okay. Hopefully. Well, I'm Paul Rubidoux with Out of the Ditch, Jake Williams. Yes. And Brandon Plecker, hey guys. who has been unhit this this <laughs> year so far, knock on wood, uh, by the winter weather with his vehicle. Uh, how is it, by the way, how is it parking in my apartment complex? Oh, it's not fun. It's a nightmare. Yeah, I, I, pull, I pulled in and out three times to make a little lane for my I Right, I yeah, I, I was wondering how I was going to do I that. I parked in one spot, and I got stuck, and then I found another spot open, and I literally kicked the snow because I'm like, I'm so sick of this because it's always happened, so I'm just kicking snow out of the way. First spot I saw, uh, I thought, oh, no. And so <laughs> I'm parked next to um, the, the little sh- uh, snow shoveler thingy out there. Oh. <laughs> it's awful. This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Yeah, it is. It is awful. You know what else was awful was, you know, the NFC Championship game. Let's just jump into it. Oh. Hit it. <laughs> um, I mean, I wanted to save this for later because I have a lot well, to Well, Jake, about. I feel like this this might come around again. So, so let's, let's just do no, our recap no, hey, okay, once you know, or twice. Look, yeah. You guys, go back, go. You guys will have the floor here because this is the final go back go of the year or, or of the season, not of the year, but. So I feel like you guys should have the floor, and I I got my trash talking out of the way on uh, social media. So. Did you? No. Well, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I I will let you guys start here. Well, oh man, you just it's it's the same thing that happened in the regular season to an extent, right, Brandon? Um, what I saw was I think it seemed like more of a beatdown. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> It's because a guy came off the bench and ran for four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Raheem Mostert. Uh, we, sh- we should try that next year, the Packers, because uh, NFL teams, I'm pretty sure, are 4-0 and or 5-0 and when a player rushes for 200 yards in a playoff game. So just give somebody the ball. <laughs> just keep doing just it. Just keep doing it, and, and that's a win. I got to say, though, I got to give you guys credit because I've been saying for all season – I was saying Jimmy G is a good quarterback, and you guys said you don't believe that he's as good as I d- I think he is because you think all he does is what he has to because the team around him is so good. Yes, I'll give you I'll give you credit. Jimmy G didn't do anything remarkable in this game. He only had eight pass attempts for seventy seven yards, and you know what? It, I, I'll give you credit. As, he did what he as, had to do. Same as the week before. I mean. He just did what he has to do. Yeah, once he threw that interception in the first half against Minnesota, I think he probably threw the ball less than 20 times in the next six quarters. (laughs) Shanahan's like, I ain't messing with that. There was a point where he didn't throw a pass from, like, 
He only threw one pass in the second half. Fourth quarter, yeah. He threw one pass in the second half, I'm right. pretty sure. Man. They didn't need to. They got well, a guy. Yeah, that's yeah. how you beat the Packers, I guess. But um, a fumble, an interception. Yeah. I thought that I th- I thought the Packers because the Packers figured out how to move the ball mid you know about second quarter mm-hmm. beginning of the second quarter, but that fumble just killed everything. That fumble by Rodgers because they were about to score, yeah, make it make it what fourteen to seven. Yeah, they were about to score. I mean that fumble turned into seventeen more points, and then it was twenty seven to nothing before you you knew what happened. I thought that fumble just was a killer. I agree, and I think it's. Not the not the only reason, but definitely a lot of the reason why that game got out of hand so fast. We almost got a backdoor cover though when <laughs> we almost scored at the end. I was cheering for that. <laughs> there was, you know, some sort of a, a comeback in the second half. Rogers, you know, he didn't have the worst stat line. He was thirty one for thirty nine with three hundred and twenty six yards, two touchdowns. Compare that to Jimmy G's six for eight with seventy seven yards. Oh my god, here we go. I mean I'm Here just, we go. I'm just saying he can't throw and catch the ball and defend the pass and defend the run. We're we're five minutes in and now we've got the Aaron Rodgers apology tour. It's not Aaron's fault. Not an apology tour. When are you just gonna admit he's not clutch anymore? He's not. He's super clutch. If he's not clutch, the Packers would not have been thirteen and three the this Packers year. This was a are, ten win team. Are, the they Pack- overachieved. The Packers benefited from a weak division, whose only other competition was the, the Vikings. A Vikings weak are division. Good. Vikings made Vikings the playoffs. Bears, Bears made the not. playoffs Bears last year. Don't you don't know if they're going to have a quarterback? They're competitive. You and you've got a the Bears had a, a winning in game rec- in division team. record. You've got a Lions team with a guy with a broken friggin' back who isn't playing, Pat, uh, Stat Padford. So I don't agree with that. They have an easy division. Meanwhile, you got the Niners, who have a very competitive, strong division with the, the, same, with the Rams and the Seahawks. Your, your, your and argument the, makes no sense. Yeah, I, we could break that down the exact same. Did The, the exact the, same I'm thing. The Rams are a very good equivalent of the Bears, they're not, they're who were not, good last season. The Pac- terrible on year. offense this And then year. we have the Cardinals equating to the Lions. I'm not going to double up on two segments on the Packers, but the Packers are the mo- were the most fraudulent 13-win team I had seen. Oh it was goodness. ridiculous. There was no way that they were as good as you guys think they were. They benefited from a weak schedule. They benefited from a weak playoff schedule. So but did the, every but, team but that Niners was... Didn't, the Niners had the same schedule, didn't they? <laughs> did every team that was 13-3... Hey, the and three, the, of the Vikings, and I think it would have probably been different if the Packers played the Vikings. Did every 13-3 and three team make the conference championship? Because I'm pretty sure the, the Saints. Yeah. Well, I mean, how can you say that they're the worst when they made it further to another round? They're not. They're not. They're, are you talking about the Ravens? Well, the no. Who's, who's the worst thirteen and three team? Because people say that's the Packers, but I mean, they advanced further. They're the top four in the league. Also, so. it helps when you have a bye week, which they got lucky. But come on. Yeah, and they showed that they weren't as good as thirteen and three. I just, I just. Come don't. on! I wasn't. Play I'm who's not, in front of you. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid, man. I don't think they're a good team. I don't. Well, I, it's not. Okay, that's not what I mean. I don't think they're as good as you guys thought they were. Is what I should say. I never thought that they were. So I, it was a patchwork defense this year. You guys both picked them to beat the Niners. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was. I, that's the first was, time I've bet on was, the Packers. I don't think you guys watched the first game. There was no way they were going to beat. The I've Niners. only bet on the Packers in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure because that's when I bet with my heart, not my head. <laughs> okay, I was going to say yeah, that was. You gotta admit that was a homer the pick too, because I did not. They and that's the thing. Both times they played the Niners, the Niners absolutely stomped them into dust because they were just a better team. They were, yeah. 
It's it's hard. We've we've seen. But you got Aaron Rodgers. We've seen over the past 15, 20 years in this day and age of the NFL what wins championships is a fast defense that can affect the quarterback with four guys consistently. And the 49ers are doing that this year better than any other team. And so, I mean, look at Super Bowl champions, the Eagles, the Giants. These are these are teams where you can put seven guys somewhere else because the quarterback is preoccupied with only four rushers. So you know, yeah. It, it would have been hard to beat the 49ers. I mean, it's going to be hard for anybody to beat the 49ers, but I think we have an, an ideal matchup of offense versus defense if coming the, up here. If the Seahawks would have just kept it together, we were robbed. Well, this robbed. is the 49ers' first Super Bowl since the Blackout Bowl of 2012 with Kaepernick. Which I still believe is a cover-up by the NFL. Which they lost to the Ravens. Cover-up in what way? They they strategically cut out the power because they're like we have to make a long returning game because people are people are going to turn us off. Well, that's what I think. Conspiracy. If yes. stopping the game is a good way <laughs> if to keep people. If we kill watching. momentum, <laughs> they will sense. wait. Even though we don't, we're like, well, we don't have enough uh, ad spots for this. Think about that. All the ads that get cut from the Super Bowl, they could have just kept playing those. Yeah. All that money. Yeah. And this this was the Packers' third trip to the NFC Championship since their Super Bowl win. Third loss. Um, bad loss to the Falcons in the Falcons' great year, the 28-3 year. Kyle Shanahan once again. Kyle Shanahan really has the Packers' number. Where the Packers, it, they almost didn't show up in that game. And then the other one was the Seahawks in 2014, which <laughs> we don't talk about. We don't, we don't talk about that one. Um, but yeah, so can the Packers get over the hump that is their conference championship? I mean, this year was kind of a put-stuff-together year, so we'll see. Next year is the prove-it year for sweeping, Green Bay. Sweeping decora- declaration. Aaron Rodgers will not win another Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. Because I don't think... Based on what? Because... He's got a weak division, right? <laughs> yeah, but he can't cut it in this championship game. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, I'm starting to... You know what? I just... I don't buy it. I don't buy Aaron Rodgers being this GOAT. All right, he can't do it all. Dan Marino wasn't a goat either because he didn't get it. Look at the look at the <laughs> look at look at the stats. I just saw some today. Most in playoff games, defense has allowed over thirty-five points ten times for Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, yeah. His his in his losses, they his have averaged thirty-five points given up per game. I, and Tom Brady has had two 35, 30 point t- games against his team in his career. His super or his playoff that, losses of the past decade all read like. Yeah. Thirty-six to twenty-four. They're ridiculous, thirty-five ridiculous to 30. numbers that he's going I, against. And I understand he can't play defense. I'm not. Fair I'm not argument. Trying to. That's not an excuse. Those are the facts. Yeah. And you can't blame a, a guy for not have not just because he didn't put up fifty points doesn't mean that he's not not playing well. Also, I just realized you both wore uh, Packers beanies tonight. I don't think you guys planned that. No, we did not. Okay. They're, they're different. I was like, were well, you guys at a separate group chat that I'm not, I don't know about? They're no. Like, this Dude, is we should wear our hat, our Packers hats today. It's a Packer hat day. Today's the day. Well, I've been wearing my, this uh, a lot today. My and Buccaneers one's over there. I, I got told you, you must be one of the real fans for wearing that this week. And I was like, yeah, it's it's been enough time. We can break it out now. <laughs> <laughs> wear some Packer gear today. Yeah. Morning was three days. To the <laughs> AFC Championship. You're going to burn it like some stupid fan on Twitter? The Chiefs made their first Super Bowl since 1969. 50 years without a Super Bowl. Yeah. Mahomes led the team in rushing with his his super or his touchdown rush was, in his words, the longest he's had since high school. I got to say, he's so fun to watch, but he's also so frustrating to watch. 
Because everything he does is so effortless, and he makes it look so easy. That's how you know he is the best, like, it, uh, in the upper echelon of athlete when he can make it look so easy. Because no, it's not easy to do what he does. But that run. No, that uh, run was incredible. I, it just encapsulated like I thought he was running that. out of bounds for a two-yard gain. Yeah. And it turned into a 30-yard touchdown. And the fact that he scored. Like, yeah. he just kept going. It was an, it was it was, it was weird. An incredible, it was incredible run. And I, I'm actually very happy for the Chiefs. I think that they have a good fan base, and if any fan base deserves it, it's the Chiefs to just be in this game. What? <coughs> Who else? The Packers. A fan base that would deserve it. The fan base and not organization, the Redskins. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but they have three. So yeah, the last one was in the '90s, I think. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this this was a, a pretty good game where the Chiefs once again kind of just didn't stretch until halftime. Well the, well, the Titans did what the Titans have done all all postseason. They and come they jump out, out to, a, to yeah. a monster lead. They hit you with the quick punch. But this is the first time they faced a quarterback that can actually make plays with his arm. Wow, shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady. At the what's MVP. he going to do? Well, that's what I, what's he going to do with no receivers? And Lamar Jackson has not yeah. not beat anybody because of his arm arm ability like that. All year, he's right. great. If you, shut, if you shut down his option to run, when you when you when you need to score thirty points, the the run isn't going to do it. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback, and he he will get to that point where he can beat you with his arm, but he's not there yet. He's not there. Yeah, he, he threw the ball fifty times in that game, and that's Woo. and that's the thing where you see a, what you were getting at with the Chiefs. It's like. Mahomes is so comfortable in that offense, and he just well, they're, they're, and it's only his second year starting. Which Ty, Tyreek Hill said it, and it's they're unguardable. They really are. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't guard them in zone because Pat Mahomes is too good. They you can't guard them man to man because Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are too good. No, you well you can double those guys, and then Sammy Watkins is just yeah. loose. You and know, McCall Hardman. And McCall Hardman. Yeah, they, they and then do. apparently Mahomes can run now. They have an embarrassment <laughs> of Damian riches. Williams, like the guy, they just make play. They have playmakers all over the field. They have. Too many talented skill players to to play one on one football with, and so what you, do you do at that point? And they've shown that throughout the year. Them. Exactly, exactly. You can't. You have to pick one and get beat by the other one. And you, they showed that Kelsey had three touchdowns in their first game, and Tyreek had two and a half touchdowns. You know, two touchdowns and another one. They got to like the one yard line last game. It's you it, just can't pick. You can't guard them both. It's it's unreal, but and I. <coughs> I think that's the th- the with the, what the Titans wanted to do. They're very obvious what they wanted to do. It was it's very similar to the Niners game plan. Funny enough, it was just hand the ball off, let him do the work, and it it almost you you think about how they do that where they just work the clock and they take all the time they can. But the Chiefs they don't need a lot of time, right? They scored what was it uh, four touchdowns in nine minutes against the uh, the Texans. I'm I think they had a. Three in like two minutes forty seconds of game time was what. <laughs> yeah, something like that. One yeah. stretch was, and it's just you're seeing a, in a, a player that hasn't even. I just still don't think he's hit his like peak yet. He's still climbing in 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 his ability, and I just I wonder though if Andy Reid loses this game, is that does this tarnish his legacy? Because that's how many times has he had a chance to win a Super Bowl? This is only it, his second time. His only second trip, but he's he was in the NFC Championship three he's years, had a lot four of years, four years in a row with the Eagles. He's been in this situation with the Chiefs now two years. They finally learned how to win a playoff game. 
their D Ford lining offsides from going to the Super Bowl last year. Right. So I really want Andy Reid to win this. This is what, this is what it really comes down to. I want him to win a, a, a trophy because I feel like he he deserves it. But I just I don't. I'm like, I'm worried because it's hard to trust him. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. The harder you get in the postseason. Or the the deeper you get into postseason, the harder it is to trust Andy <laughs> Reid. <laughs> I agree with you. But this team is just so good. I think they could win despite that. Yeah, I mean, I said it. If you'd asked me at the beginning of the year who I thought would win, it would have been the Chiefs. We did our pick. Every, pick what you want. I thought they would go fourteen and two. I think if Pat Mahomes doesn't get hurt, they probably do go fourteen and two this year. Right. They're they've been the team that I would have had them beaten no matter who who they played in the AFC. I had the Chiefs. Like this team is. Just better than everyone else. Well, I don't in my think opinion. I don't think Spagnola was their defensive coordinator last year. No. And yeah. And no. So they fired their defensive coordinator after they exactly. The so the defense is a lot better, and that's been the difference. We saw these weapons last year. Especially we, we saw Mahomes last year. The second half of this season really took shape for them. Yeah. Uh, defensively. So we'll we'll do more preview next week. This week is more a review of the championship games, and to end this, looking at the Titans. Derrick Henry kind of got shut down. Tannehill had 21 for 31 attempts, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Who do the Titans move forward with at, at quarterback? I, you got to go with Tannehill, I think. You got to go with Tannehill unless they can you get Tom you Brady. You got you unless you think you can let unless both can walk. Get, yeah, unless you can. Honestly, the only guy that makes sense is Tom Brady, though. Is Rabel? Is just, Mike Rabel? Just about, getting a winner like that. What about Bridgewater? Because I, I'm hearing that Taysom Hill is going to be the guy – up next. No, He's I agree with that, but I don't think I don't think I think Tannehill's better than Bridgewater. I think Tannehill is better for that team than Bridgewater is. I mean, T- Tannehill got T- to an AFC Championship game. He, half, he took over by Tannehill what, Tannehill was one of the top top probably 5 to 8 quarterbacks in the league once he started. Did everything that was year. asked of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like, you know, if you actually have a good offensive line, your quarterback and can a play running back, better. right? Looking at you Miami. Yeah. Well, Miami hasn't been able to put anything together since their division win year of 2009. <laughs> That's it. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But they got Fitzmagic now. It's all good. Well, the magic is over in New York for Eli Manning. <gasps> you hate to see it. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened with w- your mouth open. I, w- I will say this. I like got, an idiot. <laughs> I got some stat lines for you here. Okay. First of all, his win-loss record... Perfectly 500, 107 wins, uh, 117 wins, 117 losses. Thanos would be proud. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. You've been watching Marvel movies. I did. Time. I watched them all. We'll, we'll, I'm so proud of well, you. I watched like <laughs> six of them over the past week, and it almost ended my engagement. Speaking <laughs> of engagement, I'm engaged. You, you, you hear about You didn't see it. No. You, I'm never went, on She anything. ran it. You, she saw Brandon was here, so she ran away. She's like, ah, oh, gotta do a podcast. Oh, we'll get to that after the show. Thank you. Uh, we will get to that after the show. But now we got to talk about Eli Manning. What? I'm not dismissing your thank so you. Total, total, yeah. Now I got to put my mind back on Eli <laughs> Manning. We went three ways real quick. Yeah, would you mess? Don't start talking about Marvel movies. I'll get sidetracked. Anyway, perfectly balanced win loss record 57,023 yards. 366 touchdowns, 244 interceptions, two Super Bowl wins, and two Super Bowl MVPs. Probably the most important stat, he beat Brady twice. Now, does he first first question, does he deserve both of those MVPs? Because I would say that if a group deserves a Super Bowl MVP, it would have been the group of Human Yura, 
JP defensive line, yeah. Um, and Strahan, which I'm pretty sure Strahan was, was, was only there for one. He retired. But he was there for the first one. Yeah, the which first, was the first one. one, which was there when they the, were big. Time. These guys oh, cannot yeah. be stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like that's all they could do, yep. and that was all they were going to do, and everybody knew it. Yep. And what it, it it was the question of what can the Giants do on offense, and uh, one helmet catch later, and they have an offense. It was the well, ultimate. Well, that, that helmet catch wasn't that year, I don't think. That was the first one. Was the first I thought one. the helmet catch was when they beat the undefeated Patriots. Yeah, that was yeah, the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. The, no, it wasn't the undefeated in 2011 or whatever? Uh, undefeated that's the was 2007 season with Randy oh, okay. Moss. My bad. And, and the, that's t- because this is how I keep them memorized. I hate that the Patriots have been in so many Super Bowls. Right, like, right. Was it this year or this year? This is how I well, keep it like memorized. Is yeah. the, <laughs> whichever, whichever scenario seems more improbable – that's the first matchup between the two. Because that was the ultimate David and Goliath. It was the undefeated year where the, the Giants, Giants were a wild card. The Giants, were yeah, the sixth seed. and they lost to the Patriots in the final week of the regular season that year. And they played their and the Patriots played their starters. The Patriots made sure they were because undefeated. they were going for undefeated. Yeah. yeah, that was the helmet catch with because the helmet catch is only half of that play. And Eli. kudos to David Tyree, but. I don't understand how Eli didn't go down twice during that play, yeah. and that's one of those plays you just it's remember. Pretty, pretty similar to the Deshaun Watson play this where, year. Yeah, where he spun where out of the swing tackle. Yeah. yeah, where he gets drilled twice. But well, mm-hmm. I think Eli's is more impressive because Eli is getting pulled. Eli, to the yeah, ground. no, I, I agree because Eli actually had two hands grabbing him. It, Deshaun Watson just got hit, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit less, like a little bit different. But I, yeah, it was I, incredible I play. I think that was the play that like, in like was encapsulated his legacy was the fact that in the fourth quarter game on the line undefeated season historical thing and he manages somehow while being pulled to the ground fight out of that and throw to a guy's helmet unbelievable i think i think that's the only reason why he will make the hall of fame so what is more important to his legacy is that play or the second super bowl win no the second super bowl is incredibly important considering the fact that his record isn't very good right and he didn't really he only made the playoffs three times in his career i'm pretty sure Mm mm-hmm so he didn't win a lot. Oh, really? I didn't even know. You've got to credit that in some part to ineptitude of on the it's franchise level. Man, no, man. I mean, look at the team now. Even and and that's partly a New York sports thing. Like I, I get that his yeah, record's Jets horrible. And I, I got in a in a Twitter argument like in November saying, I Eli's a Hall of Famer because he's seventh in passing yards, seventh all time in passing touchdowns. He had the record for most consecutive starts, and then added on to his total starts. The thing with Eli is that it's it's it, what holds him back is the record. Yeah, you know, and the interceptions, two hundred and forty-four interceptions. Well, the interceptions, down. you know, I, I looked up Brett Favre's stats by the way because I knew this would come up because whenever Favre I talk, still has the record. Whenever I talk about a high percentage inter- or high number of interceptions, you know, we, Brett Favre sneaks into the uh, conversation. He had uh, over 500 touchdowns, but over three, uh, 336, I think, interceptions or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal, I guess. But what I was saying is we, we have Patrick Ewing in the Basketball <laughs> Hall of Fame, right? What, what was his team total success? You know, And that's a New York thing, too. But, I mean, but Dan the, Marino didn't see, win you, a Super Bowl. You're right. The Knicks made the playoffs a lot more than the Giants did, though. But, but who had more total no. success? I would say the championship winner. No, you're because uh, no, Ewing I, that, never won it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he'll make the playoff, make the Hall of Fame. I hope so because of that one. I seriously that one play, mm-hmm. beating the undefeated Patriots. Yeah, beating arguably the greatest team of all time by a, a miraculous play with all their shadow cameras and cheating and everything. 
in all their glory. I, that, I think that's going to put him in. It may not be his first year, but he'll be in. I think Here, his name also plays a part of it, though, right? I agree. Oh, yeah, I mean that family. But here's another reason why. Archie Manning, shadow commissioner. <laughs> here's a, yeah, to think about how his career started. <laughs> this fact that he said, I'm not playing for the Chargers. I'm not doing it. He will not play for you. I will not play for you. I the will play for a slightly less horrible franchise. The fact that this kid out of college had the just colossal size balls to just be like, hey. He didn't say this. He said, my dad said. Yeah, if, if it was him, either Archie said it or Eli said, Based my dad said. just what I've seen on the field, I don't think <laughs> I Eli. I can't come play today, But the my fact that says. Archie was like so into his kid like that to be like, draft us, we're still not playing. And then the, the Chargers were just like, well, fine. And they drafted him. And it, it was like, that whole saga is just crazy. But it really is sad because the 2004 draft class, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look as a... It's falling off. We're down to two. R- Rivers is done. Uh, I don't know He's about washed. that. He's washed. Are you he, kidding me? He did move to fl- Florida. He bought a house in Florida, which is kind of Brady's going to the Chargers. Because he never moved to L.A., but he's moving to Florida. You know how expensive it would be to have nine kids in L.A. and Florida? You know, I don't know why I, he's living there. I, would, I think that the taxes of California... And the no taxes of Florida with nine kids, you know, that might actually yeah. equal out there. <laughs> nine children. Oh, uh, just to just to add to why I think you're right about him, about Eli being in the Hall of Fame. Eli is one of only three people that has won the Super Bowl MVP twice. Bart Starr and Terry Bradshaw are, are the only other two that have won Super Bowl MVP twice. Um, All quarterbacks that are seemingly Tom, subpar on their career, just to note, skill wise, just a note of how frustrating it is that Tom Brady has been so good in his career. Tom Brady is the only player to have won the award four times. Joe Montana won three, and then two for Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw, and Eli Manning. Weird uh, group of people to be with, but well, it'll be I think five years, five years before his name comes on the ballot. Is what the rule is. So what twenty? Is it twenty five years after your rookie season or something like that? No, no it's five years. Five years after, after your retirement. Five, oh yeah, I'm thinking mm-hmm. twenty five years after your first album. That's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, is it really? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that criteria is. Yeah. Yeah. So five years after your retirement. So we will hear about this in the coming months, <laughs> probably a lot. Yeah. Well, do you guys think he'll be an analyst? Be like a Tony God, Romo? No. Or Lord no. I hope not. I want him to join Peyton on the breakdown thing that Peyton does, and it's the the Mannings doing breakdowns. No, no, because Peyton actually has charisma. You know, Eli's Eli, just boring. <laughs> Eli's funny when he embraces the role that he knows people think of him. Well, like the like the the hilarious commercial he did with Peyton, where they're, they're rapping, where they're uh, I was thinking where they're touring a facility and they're acting like just brothers, and they yeah. like. Like pinch each other and like push and stuff, you know. I'm pretty sure there's one where he's with Peyton and they're rapping about some sort of direct TV. That that sounds familiar as well. It's yeah, like they called it like oh, yeah. football Eli, fantasies. Eli's direct TV commercials were hilarious, well, especially that he was doing it with Peyton after Peyton retired, and he's like, "Hey, like Peyton's like, hey man, what are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm playing." He's in the locker room. Oh right, cool. I thought you wanted to come over, hang out, <laughs> watch some games. I'm like, I'm I'm playing, but. It's, it's just a weird – I when Peyton retired, I was a little sad because I was like – at the time, I was like, I'd grown up watching this guy play. Right. And it's what you – you know, you joking – like when I joked about how I hate the Patriots and you're just at the point where like just appreciate greatness when you see it. That's how I was when Peyton retired. And I, I feel 
the same way with not as much. I think Peyton just to me was more of a legend, even though they both have the same amount of Super Bowls. Even though, let's be honest, Peyton didn't really earn his second one. Um, no, he didn't start what four of the games. He threw nine touchdowns and seventeen interceptions that season because mm-hmm. he was hurt for most of it. But I really do feel like a little bit of sadness because again, most of my football viewing life. I've seen Eli be quarterback. It's going to hit me with Big Ben. Uh, I know they were the same draft class, but Ben was the guy, the first quarterback where I remember, ooh, big shot rookie coming in in the clutch. Can he do it? You know, And they go on their Super Bowl run with the bus. Well, he went 15-1. Uh, and one, is it? Yeah, yeah. And so that was, that's, that's the one that's going to uh, hit me no, that was in, the, in the – They won 13 games. In the fields. It was his second was year because – they were a wild. Co- they were a six seed wild card when he won with the bus. Yeah, that was. They went thirteen and three his rookie season because he has the record for most wins by a rookie. Wow. In a career, didn't know that. Oh, they yeah, that's right. They won a couple games before. I I don't know. One of those years they were a heavy. Oh, they spent two. Yeah, yeah. Because there was I I remember this from the, um Bettis' they were on football the road, life. Um, all that whole playoff run. Roethlisberger told Jerome Bettis. Hey, dude, come back. Come back one more year, and, and we'll get you a ring. Come back one more year, and we'll get you a ring. And the bus was like, who is this rookie quarterback, man? Like, I know <laughs> we won games. but So, yeah, um, that's the one that's going to mess with me a little bit is when Roethlisberger mm. retires. What about you? Brandon? I mean, I don't know, I guess. I remember – I don't remember Big Ben, early Big Ben. Aaron Rodgers is the first guy I remember watching. From the that long ago, mm-hmm. really, you know Peyton Manning, obviously, but yeah, <coughs> Tom Brady, the guys that were yeah. there, you know, yeah. So we've lost most of those. Yeah, they're almost all gone. <laughs> You're talking like they're dead. They just retired. No, they're dead to me. Dead to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> dead to the NFLPA. I mean, they don't care, man. Once you're done. Jesus. Yeah. Unless you have CTE, then they care. All right, moving on. We do have another Eli probably does another retirement though that we didn't talk about last week because of the, the weather, weather and everything. Luke Keekley. Oh, that was a shock. Are you? Should we be shocked? The guy's had three concussions since he started playing the NFL. So severe, we watched him cry on the field because of the symptoms of his concussion. But to be to be fair, it is pretty shocking. Because the fact that the he came, was, I yeah, don't know. The guy was only twenty-eight. Would this have happened if Ron Rivera wasn't fired? Ron Rivera was a middle linebacker when he played. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, you think, back in the 80s. You think so. Riverboat yeah, Ron I, would it, uh, convince him? It's a, it's, a, it's a mentorship role. It's a fatherly role. But it's a know? different It's it's different time now. I get that. Uh, but I'm honestly, I was not that surprised. No, I wasn't. Because we are in kind of an age, it, especially in football more than other sports, um, Take care of your, take care of y'all's chickens. Take care of y'all's mentals, and get out. You know, get your money. Get out. Get your money. Get your plan, and get out. I think that guys, <laughs> stop, you, stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't hear you not say it that way. That's just where I'm Um, and I think that young players coming into the league are acknowledging that more than ten years ago, even where it felt like, you know, even it. From 2000 to 2010, it was like you get in the league, you buy your mom the house, you get the car, and you're going, you know, and you got the chains and everything. I know it was the culture, but now it is, it well, is very, we yeah. know this will kill us. We need to just get your money, 
save, have a plan for post-retirement. And we'll talk about this more later. But and try to get to five years because that's when the NFLPA gives you your lifelong health care. I'm pretty sure. Well, uh, we'll talk about this later. And I'm, I'm not going to go super in-depth on it. But Brandon and I were talking about this before you got here about the uh, the stuff with Aaron Hernandez. And he was only, like, when he got into the league, he was 20 years old. And that's a lot of money to give to a 20-year-old. And uh, we'll talk about more about that later. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, uh, I... I agree with – I understand what Brandon's saying was it was shocking. But at the same time, the guy had had three concussions. And, yeah, it's it's a different – Like diagnosed that we know about. Three. Yeah, three in the NFL, probably more in college. And, yeah, it, it is a different league, and it is a league where it's like, yeah, we, we know that we've signed up to have brain damage the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, get get your money, get out. Um I don't carry all chickens. I don't know what the future holds mentals. for him. I don't see him being an analyst or anything like that. So we'll, we'll see what happens for Luke Keekley. I, I think he's going to coach. Big time coach. Oh yeah, yeah. he's More like a Vrabel. Super cerebral. He's. Have you listened to stories about Luke Keekley? He's he's no. an on-field coach. Quarterbacks like Peyton Manning will go. He called an audible, and Luke Keekley says where we're going before the snap, and he's yeah. right every time. Yeah. yeah. Like Peyton Manning, who's one of the the greatest quarterbacks at the line of scrimmage right. in NFL history who called his own plays most of his career. The way that Luke, Luke Keekley knows it all. The way that Luke Keekley prepared as a player plays perfectly into being a coach. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I can see it, him being like, like a, Vrabel. Like a Vrabel, yeah. Yeah, and I, so I or Ron Rivera. <laughs> but I don't know if the NFL level is where he wants to be. I could see him you know just because or at least I being a like good defensive just, coordinator. I feel like he just doesn't like the national stuff, you know, the spotlight and everything, because he could have been a guy that was a face of something. You know, he could have been, been in more Campbell. He could have been stuff. the next Ray Lewis. He had JJ's stats. Why did he not have JJ's popularity? True. And yeah. Because so, JJ's the one that wants to be the star. I could see him super happy somewhere being a high school coach. You know, just a quiet life, retiring early. I mean, at the, got very, his money. at the very least, I could I could see him being a coordinator somewhere. And, you know, that's fine. That's the thing that people don't understand is some guys are just really good coordinators. He will innovate and a defense in the Big 12 that shuts down <laughs> the air raid or something. Uh, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. On to Where's he from, by the way? What college? Luke Keekley? He went to BC. BC, right, right, right. Oh, man. So he just, like, was a one-star recruit or what? <laughs> It says a lot about his talent if he played at BC and got drafted. Cleo Mack went to Buffalo. True. Well, yeah, yeah. Guy, guy I think Buffalo up. could beat Boston College in more years than, than not in the past 10, 15. Yeah. So anyway. We moving on? Anyways, Luke Keekley <laughs> retired. R.I.P., I guess, because he's dead to us now. No, we don't want to say that. Why do you got... keep saying? You've been at well, well, he'll be missed. <laughs> no, no, he'll be back. He'll be coaching. See? See? We don't need to give him oh, the R.I.P. Eli, yeah, Eli's done. Eli is not going to. No, here's. A... Realistically, I see Eli being in an ownership group with Peyton of an NFL team. X- XFL team. NFL team. XFL team. <laughs> it's cheaper. If it's an XFL team, they would demand that it be put in. Like, like Memphis, or they're yeah. not doing it. Like Nashville or something. <laughs> Liberty Bowl. Um, yeah, so. I'd be into it. Well, if it played at Neyland Stadium, you know, that would be pretty cool. In Knoxville. Yeah. They could do that. From the retirements on to our frauds of the week. Jake, I see you ready. I wasn't going to double up. 
because I was going to double up on the Packers. Double up. <laughs> but I've been I've been <coughs> talking a lot of trash to the Packers already. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to be the dead horse even though. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the MLB. And the reason I think the MLB is a fraud is how can this league keep having scandals all the time? There are, granted, we're going back quite a ways, but we got we got the uh, the steroid scandal in the early 2000s. Yeah, start late with 90s, the, early 2000s. Start with the PEDs. Start there, and now we have this thing where people are stealing signals, which is a common thing in the game, but this is up to a different level because there's you know digital cameras and all this stuff. And Possible all buzzers Possible under band-aids. Buzzers. Here's why they're a fraud. Let it happen. Make the sport more fun. Now, when if there, teams are cheating, I want to watch it. When there is cheating in baseball, sign stealing should be allowed. Something with a battery they should already, not but be. They, they technically already sign steal. They just yes, but doing but doing but something you, because you're smarter than them and not actually physically cheating. It's like it's like it's you're like saying the Patriots, the Patriots should have been yeah. okay. That, that's okay too. Like that's no, kind of yeah. what you're saying. Thank you, and you're Brandon. Out here dropping I'm you're I'm out here dropping bombs on the Patriots. T- the last, you know, I make it's 10 called years. a joke, Brandon. Brandon, our our actual umpire of us three here. I I want to hear his takes on this. I'm just because you know he's the guy that calls baseball the games. Cheating, the, the scandals are really not why they're the fraud. If the, if the if the other team is too stupid to hide their signs, then you can take them. Sure, but you can't just have a camera and watch. No, I know. I'm, that's I, different. No, that's not really why they're That's a called Spygate. Here's why exactly. I think that happened. Literally <laughs> the same thing. Here, here's why they're really a fraud. It's because the Hall of Fame, okay? Justice for Pete's, Pete Rose. It's been this long. He made a mistake. But you need to put him in the, the, the pro, pro Baseball Hall of Fame. I, I hear what you're and saying. And you know what? You know what? A-Rod's going to get in. Go watch the documentary Screwball and see how big of a complete a-hole he was yeah. and how he just dragged the league through the dirt. And he's going to get in. You guarantee, I guarantee you he'll, he'll be a first freaking ballot. He'll get in. But we're not going to put... not in yet. Not yet. But we're not going to put in... Uh, how many years is it for baseball? You get yeah. 10 years total. I thought they moved it to... Fi- I think they moved it's it to 15. only get 10. They're going to move it to 15? I think. My point is this. Yes, he point shaved. Yes, he made mistakes. But he deserves it. Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. You're frauds, MLB. I'm going to take the devil's advocate on that, Jake, and here's why. Nobody took steroids to make their team lose. So if Pete Rose, even just once, intentionally did something detrimental to his team that is against the morality of sports and why we play sports. Did he get the government involved? No. No. Okay, so that's strike one. For the steroid people, okay, so like Barry Bonds and Mark. I mean, if Barry, does Barry Bonds get in? Does Mark not yet? Do you think he'll get in? Yeah, I, I think feel he like will. I think he will too. But you're not gonna put Pete Rose in. Can you tell the story of baseball without them? Because that's the, it's not the it, Hall of Perfect. Here's here's my opinion. Here's my opinion on steroids, and I'm probably the only person who thinks this. But baseball is the hardest sport to play. It takes incredible skill to hit a baseball that's coming 100 mile an hour. Yeah. Steroids makes you stronger. It doesn't give you better hand-eye coordination, and it doesn't make you hit the ball better. It just means you could do more reps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't think steroids is the reason why players become great. That's just my opinion. 
I think it helps you. It might give you ten more feet on your on your on your home run ball. The statistical numbers. I mean, it changes how people think of you. No, like I, when you go from twenty to sixty home runs in a season. That's just my opinion. I hear what you're saying, the and you're fact right. That Pete Rose is in the WWE Hall of Fame and not the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame is very upsetting to me. And you just you got to make it right, man. You got to put him in. He's a Hall of Famer. Accept it. Yes, he cheated. We all cheat every now and then. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But the other people cheated to win, and he cheated to make people lose. That is the difference. He cheated to make money. To make money on other people lose on on his own team losing. The, those other steroids that you cheat to win. That is the difference. I don't know. MLB is the fraud for me. Frauds. <laughs> fraud. My fraud. It's a little early. I might revisit this later. My fraud is goat debates. We're we're not gonna hear MJ LeBron this offseason, and we're not going to hear about um, Tom Brady being the GOAT because this offseason we're going to have a lot of moving quarterback parts, and there's going to be a lot more of where is this person going than the same old boring GOAT debate. So good for all of us. They're going to be saying Tom Brady is going here, Phillip Rivers is not retiring, you know, all of these things, Who's what's going on in New Orleans. I think that is going to be the main off-season storyline. So, fraud, goat debates. <laughs> you just not, you're not buying it? You know, so Oh, it, it, it won't be there. Oh, okay. Okay. Brandon, a Interesting. fraud? My my fraud, I don't I don't know. I don't really have a fraud this week, but I'm going with I'm going with Mike Pettin in the wow. Packers <laughs> defense. Shots team. also fired. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna put you heard what he said team. like 3 weeks ago. We don't try and stop the run. We just try and stop the pass. Showed. Probably going to get you fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's, really showed. <laughs> that's coming before the game that was played. Uh, uh, doesn't look good. It's not looking good. No, you could almost say that you hate to see it. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> because <laughs> welcome to our new segment, You Hate to See It. I'm surprised we haven't made a... Uh, a segment called Spot the Lie. Spot the Lie. We say that a lot. Hey, Spot the Lie. No, Spot the Lie doesn't need a segment because Spot the Lie is about being able to spot the lie. Okay. <laughs> and you can never do it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if, if you bring a topic, then the lie has been spotted. <laughs> so on, do one with a lie detector. On You Hate to See It for this week. Jake, do you want to go first for this? I mean, uh, Brandon gave me such a great segue. I think I have to. The Packers lose to Jimmy G in the Niners. I know it really wasn't Jimmy G. It was they lose to uh, Raheem Mostert. I don't even know how to say. I didn't even know his first name. I just yeah, he loses them. They lose to Shanahan. Packers drop their third consecutive appearance in the NFC Championship. Uh, as, As Brandon says, their defense was exposed. Aaron Rodgers isn't clutch. I mean, you know, the Packers lost to the Niners. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. I will say, on a funny note, I cannot get enough of the um, Nick Bosa. Is that one, right? The 49er one? Yeah, because Joey's the Charger. Joey's the Charger, okay. The Nick Bosa playing harder to meet President Trump takes, I cannot get enough of that. Oh, man, when somebody <laughs> dug up his old, like, MAGA tweets. Yeah, exactly. And so every time they win a game, it's like he's playing harder to meet he's President Trump. He's to meet Trump. the president. Yeah. And it's, uh, 
I saw one Nick Bosa being one game away from meeting President Trump, and it's him fake waving the flag that was his sack oh, celebration yeah. on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you hate to see my. You hate to see it this week. Oh, you just scandal on embarrassment for a blue blood program. You hate to see it. <laughs> Kansas basketball. Oh, you hate to see it for KU. First, not e- I, I'm not even Silvo DeSalvo. I'm not Silvio de whatever. I'm not gonna even <laughs> pretend to get his name right. If somebody wants to look that up Silvio while I start going, whatever. I'm serious. Like it's Salsa. It it's first and b- last name both start that? with an S. It's it's S O U S A, I believe. I think his first S-O-U-S-A. name is Sylvia. 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 Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Sylvia. Very masculine Sylvia. You hate to see it. Kansas State is getting blown out. They're dribbling out. You got a big man dribbling out. And not just a big man. The guy in the middle of the FBI investigation. This is the player that is having Bill Self be investigated for his recruitment. Gets the ball stolen from him. Chases down and swats. I, it was a great block. It, it was just, great, just really went in the fourth destroyed row. Destroyed that guy. <laughs> yeah, nobody has nobody has seen the ball since right. the brawl. <laughs> but he, but then he does the standover flex a little too oh, yeah. overtly. Which, by the way, you're up by twenty points. Well, what's what's the guy from K State doing? No, oh, no, he, him too. Like play the whistle. Play yeah, the whistle. Walk on the walk on guy. I have you talk about thirty point game. You talk, I have no problem with the steal. I have no problem with the block. I have a problem with the standover. Un, unwritten rules, man. We talk about ba- you know. I have a lot of problems with the steal with their unwritten and rules and trying to score when you're down by thirty. It's it's with one second left. State rivalry. Yeah, ball. No. But there's just unwritten rules. No, you, yeah, you just let let them dribble the clock. I out. understand the dribble out. I get that, but. You where can't. Were you, where were you? I don't know. Twenty points. Kansas ago. fans are trying <laughs> to drain. Why were you trying this hard earlier? Kansas fans are trying to blame the brawl on the steal. It's <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> it is incorrect take. So you hate to see it when it's a bench clearing brawl. Who was throwing the stool? Okay, so that's Sylvia DeSalvo. That's who was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he flexes on no. Look this up in slow mo. You can see videos of this. He's standing over the guy. The guy gets up and shoves him. A few other players shove each other, and it kind of gets moved to where to like alongside the hoop, off of the playing court. And you see like somebody really shove Sylvia DeSalvo, and he just goes right like just straight face, just goes right hook. At somebody, and you can see him just like boom, just I'm try to something. just try to right hook somebody while like eye contacting them, and then the thing really s- keeps spilling out. And then next time you see him, he's he's King Kong with the chair over his head, which I guess you can't say that about basketball players. Yeah, we learned that last You're year. You're canceled, like Gary Dolphin. You will be acting like a very angry guy with the chair he over his like head. He looked like he was like like. Stone Cold Steve Austin, like there's WWE, like he's gonna hit somebody in the head. There's with this a K chair. State player suspended who wasn't who, even dressed for the game. And the worst part about this is those those fans 
That gets it's like I'm worried about the cheerleaders because those yell leaders aren't gonna do anything. Well, but that's also the thing. These, these fans are getting memed out of this, and they didn't want any part of this because there's that one. Have you seen the meme of the lady? Everything got pushed right up against the fan rail. But there's that one lady who's like, her back is into his leg. He's like, cr- uh, he's like standing, but she's like stuck between his legs, and she's like, ah, like, like, ah. Like this really just like <laughs> screaming face, like she is terrified. That plays on radio, Jake. <laughs> well, I was trying to explain. Yeah, theater of the mind, Paul. Mm. Theater of the mind. Mm. She was screaming and had like this ugly looking va- face. See, that sounds mean. This distorted looking face. Oh, uh, so much better. Yeah, you know what? The point is, she was terrified, and it just just all the memes out of this. But Silvio has been suspended twelve games. This is why people hate you, Kansas. This is why people hate you. No. We hate to see it. You're right. We hate to see it. I'm not I'm for not, Kansas. I'm not mad. Just and Iowa point. State is defending Kansas State. That Do says a lot. That? Yeah. Uh, in basketball, lot. you know what? If it was football, this would be so flipped, so fast. <laughs> you it, faster than on the Kansas also, Turnpike. By the way, uh, the commentators about this, the way that they were talking about it. I love comment sports commentators thought, when a I, brawl breaks out. I think brawls sometimes can be funny, and to me this was funny because it was so such a pointless brawl. Kansas was just beating them by like 21 points, and it clearly is a rivalry thing. This stuff is going to happen in rivalries. It just happens. They don't like each other. It, you know. now, there was almost a brawl last year with uh, Iowa – in Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. I love I love these announcers because it's like like the end of the world. It was like, oh, oh no, oh no. It's that because that's what Oh, that's just disgusting. I loved the okay, Joe Buck. Thank you. Thank it's you, Joe despicable. Buck. Um, I loved the I think it was the Steelers commentary. I, I think it was the Steelers radio guys during the Miles Garrett Mason Rudolph incident. That they played this like six times on Dan Patrick's show because it's hilarious. Because if you're listening to the Steelers broadcast here, and he takes a knee to end the game, and oh, oh, oh no, oh no, no, he's got a helmet. <laughs> like, that's, that's all you hear. You know that guy, uh, Ozzy Man reviews. <laughs> I love. Okay, when he did the. I, I'm sorry, we're yeah. Off this topic. is this is eight years ago, Jake. When Ozzy Man reviews is like Facebook when I was in high school. No, I know, but his his play by play of the Miles Garrett thing was like he just. Bopped him. <laughs> oh, yeah, you hate to see it. You know, Kansas. you hate to see brawls anywhere, but Kansas, Brandon, FBI what? investigation, Brandon, what you hate you, to see it. What you, my, my you hate to see it is pretty short, and it's directed at, I think it's directed at Paul. Oh, no. Oh, boy. It's from Twitter. We had a poll this morning he gets feisty about Kobe Bryant's 81 points. Oh, boy. And he, and he asked, if somebody today... Scored 81. Who do you think it'd be? And he put James Harden, yep, I, LeBron, I, I'll put myself Giannis, up here. and Doncic. If you disagree with those four, that was a me decision. All right. And I'm thinking. I would I, have said Harden. And when, when, I, when I see, he's got some pretty good names. But the highest point total of those groups is 61 by LeBron and James Harden. Where's Devin Booker well, with his 70 points? You know, that's, that's a very solid argument. Um, I would say that's more of, you know, the one-point performance versus the more consistency we see from superstars where if I hear just but the point of 81, that also, ain't consistent. I, I love hear this it. is the first time we're doing this segment, and he's immediately being like, you hate to see it, Paul messing up a poll. <laughs> you just hate to see – no, it's not in the messing up. You hate to see 
the guy with the highest career point total in the NBA not on the list. Active player with the current highest point total. You hate to see it. I, you just do. You do. You know what else that like <laughs> half of America hated to see this week? Aaron Hernandez documentary went wild. Did it need to be three hours? Yeah, I think that they had a lot. You know, I could have done. I like that it was episodes. I like that it was spaced out. If I if they would have if they would have out of those three hours, they could have cut twenty minutes of the high school quarterback and dad, and of the other old friend, the the guy the guy with the black V neck that was like, I would play pool with Aaron and DJ. Yeah, you know those two guys. But I, but I thought the dad was funny. I liked the dad. The dad, everything he said. Okay, no, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Getting ahead of ourselves. So let's let's start it. Let's start with what everybody knows is that this guy, we all know, that he was given a forty million dollar contract while under investigation, and then ar- arrested for murder. And then the, I think it's the next year's Super Bowl run. The trial's playing out during that. It's, it can't be that same year because it just the court does not work that quickly. Oh, he got he, he got he arrested made, he in the made, spring of 2011. He made his money, and then the murder happened like four or five months it, later. It it was yeah it was he signed the contract before the murder that he but got. There were two of. investigations. The yeah, first, but the one the, that the one that happened before was at, was way later when they actually looked at it. But they had no idea. That one trial of, was one in of 2017. The, one of the two shootings happened before yes. happened before yes. the contract. You're right. The one that yes. he was the one that he was, he was acquitted of, not right? convicted. Odin of, Odin Lloyd was the one that happened, he was convicted. Happened Correct. about four months after he signed his forty million dollar deal. And the other two guys just was this, before about yeah, a month or two before. That was the one where the it was interesting listening to that detective because he says. It's just two immigrant guys that were at a nightclub. We have no leads. We didn't know anything about this. We had nothing from that night. Yeah, what a what a what a documentary. It it was interesting. I liked you know, it, but I just thought some of it was a little much. And it was enlightening of starting with his high school. His high school highlights were incredible. He looks like I was watching with Courtney, and she says, "That's him at high school." <laughs> he looks like a grown. Man. He looks like a grown man. You know, even when he's being taken out of his house in handcuffs, he doesn't look like a twenty-three year old. You know, think no. about that. We're we're all older than Aaron Hernandez yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that's let out in handcuffs. You don't think about because again, Brandon and I were kind of talking about it before you you came in, and we were talking about like I said earlier in the show. Even he was twenty years Just old. How young he was when he got drafted. He from was where 20. he was. Yeah, yeah. He he graduated high school at seventeen. Was out of out of college at twenty in the NFL. 20 years Making old. Millions. I think he enrolled early at Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah to get down early. there. Well, it so was. That was after his dad died. Right. Well, that was, I think that was the super, super catalyst of everything in his life. Because fast forward to the end of episode three and the CTE doctor says, this is the most serious I've ever seen of someone of this age. This could have been happening over the past up to 10 years. And the first thing I think of, he died at 27. When did his dad die? Mm. And so this is, this is a slow build and roll down the hill for him that starts with him losing, whether he got along with him or not, the structure in his life. You know whether it seemed as oh, positive. His mom was horrible. Well, whether oh, it's, we'll talk about his mom. <laughs> but when when his dad dies, it seems like, you know, that's kind of when 
he's not around the right people and other things start to to be more and more when he goes to he had no tattoos when he went to college i mean i know he was oh, 17 that's, but okay that's one of the things in this documentary i'm like okay we're getting a little we're stretching a little thin cuz i feel like the my big issues were okay with the movie or the series i guess is i don't think tattoos needed to be a subplot of this story no i think it was part of them i think saying I under- he tried to thug out while at florida because I, there was the shooting i understand there that. was never wasn't it there was there was a it wasn't a, a shooting i it thought was, there was a fight he, and a he shooting punched a, he okay punched a bouncer or yeah something. but i i get i get what you're getting at with that but to me it felt like they were just finding a laundry list of excuses to make me empathize for this guy and maybe i'm just too used to listening to last podcast on the left where I'm like, no, I understand why it could be, it's a bad thing. Like it, like it isn't necessarily all it's, I don't want to, I'm trying not to say it's like, it's all this person's fault for why this person became this. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying most of the time when you look at these killers, it's because of their upbringing. And I just don't like the idea of like, well, maybe it was weed. Maybe it was tattoos. Maybe it's because he's closeted gay. Like I think that, well, you dropped the bomb there. That blew my freaking uh, mind when I saw that. I well, like, what? Back back to the tattoos. I think that I they were. I'm sorry. I think they were trying to use that as a showing of, this is when his decision making right. skills change. I could see that. And yeah. skills is the wrong word, but this is where his. He tries to be a thug, like you're saying. Well, more than that, but his inner mental should I do this impulsivity. Seems to, his impulsivity seems to grow. Yeah, he didn't have any impulse as control. he plays more, and he gets bopped and was it? He gets knocked out in high school, and then he, I don't know if he did in college. Yeah, I mean they they, they did make a big thing about that too with the CT. There's so many storylines in this <laughs> three yeah. part documentary, but they showed a lot of when he got banged up for the Patriots, and I don't I don't know if they showed it as much with Florida, but yeah, there was there were so many things, but I got. Are we gonna talk about the gay, st- the him? Let's. let's I don't want to make it sound weird. The gay stuff. Are we gonna talk about him, his sexuality? Yeah. Well, it starts with the, the his high school quarterback Just saying casually dropping that. Well, he says he says, well, I remember first day of junior year, Aaron came over before school. Smoked we a smoked blunts. a couple blunts and we went to first day of school, kings of the school, and then afterwards, you know, just blew him and we went home. And I was like, what? You know, we, we, we fooled around. He said, bit. yeah, he said horseplay was a big thing for us. That's what it was. He said horseplay was a, a big thing for us. And botched, I was like, wait a second. Botched right there where they could have, he could have, if the guy was clever with this, he could have been horseplay turned into foreplay. Just saying, it was there. Hanging right in front of you. But <laughs> as you're asking yourself the hold on a second question out? about the horseplay, he says, Aaron and I were in an on and off again <laughs> physical relationship from seventh grade through junior just year. Just in case, <laughs> well, I feel what? like that's got to be the director just being like, "Okay, you said horseplay. Let's." What do you mean? Because he definitely just goes any part where your brain could have any sort of imagine like horseplay. He immediately <laughs> after goes like, "Yeah, and we were we were doing it." And then his very <laughs> next sit down interview, Dad has shown up. <laughs> My son's gay. And <laughs> everything his dad says is like, 
Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was just like Aaron's dad. But as soon as I knew, I said, let's love and understand. <laughs> yeah, bull. And and everything he says was, yeah, you know, this happened. But why didn't the NFL help him? You know, this, everything he said was just trying to, like, pass blame. I it feel like, like they brought the dad in to just be, like, a sassy retort to anything that happens in his story. Because he, he's, well, why would the NFL let him have a mansion and then pay for a, a, an apartment? Which valid part. And then when he's talking about um, when Aaron starts smoking, he gets abusing marijuana more, and he's hanging out with um, the drug dealer that he gets... Who, oh Alexander. Was that yeah, the one he yeah. shot in the face. Yeah, the guy that he was scared of. Yeah, uh, he was hanging out with him because he had weed. And then he's like, well, you know, if it were legal, I don't think you would have been getting caught up with these people. Huh. <laughs> Huh? System that it is the fault of. They literally zoom in for him to say that, and then cut back to the other part of the story. Like he had no reason to say that. So you know that was in part of his tirade that he had that they cut into six different parts to fit in because he went on a back in Nam style rant. (laughs) (laughs) You you know that the director's like. Dude, just, just, just let, let, it, let it run, let it let run it for a while, and then we'll just use it whenever we get to those things in the documentary. And I hate to backtrack, but you're right. With, with, with his high school boyfriend, that whole thing, again, threw me like, whoa, wait. He was, I didn't know, because I had no idea and he was And then gay. the guy says, his next sentence is, I was only a small part of Aaron's sexual like, adventures. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, Aaron's being a man, like a man whore with Aaron's all the other football out po- here. That's the thing too. I was like, wait, is he is he just doing other dudes in the on the football team? Like I I didn't you know, like I was, just, I was just so baffled by what I was think, happening. I think that was the quarterback's way of saying Aaron was bi. Oh yeah, I definitely think he was bisexual because the quarterback seemed like quarterback was homosexual, was into Aaron. Aaron was about it for a while and then would rather have a girl blowing. <laughs> That's kind of how it came across. Yeah, it. Yeah, Brandon's I over agree. here saying, yeah. I agree. He seemed a little too like we were best buddies and we had the perfect friendship. Yeah. I don't, and also, yeah, he clearly. It liked, included he, rim jobs. He, he liked Aaron more than Aaron liked him. Yes. Uh, but that whole, and this is again what I talked about with, what I was talking about with uh, Brandon, where I just think some parts are just dragged out. Why was the gay uh, Patriots lineman? Oh, the NFL player had no reason to be in this documentary. Didn't even mention Aaron. All that I guess I understand there was like this is their example of like this is how I hid my, okay. my sexuality. Yes, yes, I like this. I'm I'm gonna hijack you right here. I'm gonna hijack you what? because out of the people that had a role explaining a part of Aaron's life but had no connection to Aaron, who did not belong in this documentary was it the gay Patriots lineman? Was it? The long-haired, tattooed, semi-pro football player. Oh, Lloyd's friend. I can keep going. <laughs> There's these people that is it is it Aaron's like that random friend. Who the guy, the guy who's basically times? like his turtle from Entourage. <laughs> that his job is to lose at pool. <laughs> I wish you know. I wish he would have got drafted, or, but in California. Or the guy or... that talked to Aaron one time in prison. That's <laughs> in the third episode. All these people, when they show up, I'm like, okay, so how did you know Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was th- but again, I was waiting for that gay lineman to say something. To say, he said it was on the Patriots. So I was like, oh, oh yeah. did they play I, together? I inc- immediately expected this was his NFL 
boyfriend. You right. Know, to I use the to too, use yeah. the the words that I know and I'm comfortable with. You know, that's this is but his would this be is his, his work boyfriend. I don't know. But um, no, I was thinking that too. Like it was like he was having some sort of affair with this guy while he was with. Um, but he did his fiance. Good, he did a good job of explaining the beard, and then at the end, oh, when saying he was talking about gaining all that weight, and then well, yeah. and he said, "I had no plan for life after football because my plan was to use football to hide myself, and then just." kill myself once i can't play football anymore and that was kind of like a whoa kind of moment no and that that's we've been joking a lot but there's some dark stuff and it's it's sad that in i mean i don't you know even in the time that aaron was playing and stuff even then it still wasn't fully accepted and it it it, it did make me sad that gay people have to feel that way well and there's only to this day been one openly gay active nfl player yeah uh, Michael, Michael Sam. Sam. Yep, Michael Sam. I was say Michael Orr, but that's the blind side. Right. Yeah. Don't confuse <laughs> those. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> hey, they're both offensive linemen. One was the defense. Oh damn it! You're mm-hmm. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam was the defensive guy. But there's so many parts of this documentary. Let's let's talk about his family now. His mom. But no, you can't. You got to start with. They start with the aunt. They start with the, the one aunt. that had cancer. Yeah, during because the trial? first thing is. His aunt chose to go to jail rather than testify anything against him. And then you see her and you're like, oh, because she's dying of cancer. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's the worst that could happen to her? I mean, yeah. she's, she's dying. And then you find out that the reason that she is so ride or die for Aaron is because when Aaron's father died, Aaron's mom, Terry, after like two months, is sleeping with Tanya's Husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was rough. You you know, you hate to see it. <laughs> no, I couldn't even say it. I was going to say, say that for the end. Uh, Aaron hung himself. You hate you, to see you it. You hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Um, <laughs> and that's, then that's go bad. further down the road, my jaw dropped, and it shows how narcissistic and just – I. I I want to say unintelligent his mom is. The fact that she's just casually asking for a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. While he's in prison? She's saying, I told you. It was always just, oh, good job, Aaron. You did so great, and I'd get some cash. But if you just would have gave me a million when you got your 40. And you have to have Aaron Hernandez, who, from the second he says how much he likes Harry Potter, you realize this guy's intelligence is is, right. n- is I, a little on the I low picked, average side. I definitely felt like he wa- he wasn't. Uh, and whether mentally it's, mature, whether it's CTE or not, yeah, but could have been, yeah, but something. he has to explain to his mom, "You really think I got like a check for forty million dollars? Do you really think that's how that worked?" And just shut her down. And that's where I was like, that's "Wow, she time, is horrible. She's a horrible person." That's really the only time you see him have emotion in this is when he's yelling at his mom. That might be the only time I felt genuine empathy for right. him was when it was like, "Oh wow, that his mom really is that bad." Also, you can be an adult and like Harry Potter. You can be an adult and like Harry Potter. Tell that to Ashley in the other room. Oh, I love Harry Potter, but if if that's your go-to, yeah, this is the book I'm reading. As a twenty, I get you know, I get your circumstances. Just his attitude in general, though, before that made him seem made it seem over the course of three hours. If they pull out two separate phone calls calls where you're talking about Harry Potter, I mean, you you gotta remember this was ten years ago when Harry Potter was. Right That's true. This was like Deathly Hallows yeah, just right came out, so I had Potter. to reread all the, the six. So. It, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just you got to remember we have that. All eight movies in a Blu ray box set over there. So the final 
big curve for me. And Jake, I know that you appreciated this as much as I did when Baez, the amazing defense lawyer that successfully got Casey Anthony off shows up for his second trial because I have, I have gone kind of in depth on the Casey Anthony trial and it's wild what this lawyer accused her dad of to get her off. He's, and that's the thing. This Baez guy is good. Oh, he's wicked good. But he's good in the way that you expect a good defense lawyer to be good. He's a liar. He's ruthless. He 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 wakes up with his hair slicked back. <laughs> he he his eyes he looks never like an change. 80s his, his eyes never change. And every sentence he says to you, whether it's about the weather, sounds like he's trying to convince you it will rain later. You know what I mean? Everything he says is persuasive. And the way that he did it was brilliant because he's like. Yeah, you can say that Aaron did it, but who's this guy? He's no saint. And he oh, starts and just bringing just, in his record. And, and he, like, I'm, I think it's his first or his last name, Alexander. Alexander, the, the guy that Aaron shot point blank in the face. And then <laughs> bought security because he's afraid he was going to kill him. The actual, it seems like the actual kingpin, the drug lord of the scenario was this guy. Oh, yeah. He was definitely the, the yeah. And... He just tore him down little by little and little by little. And you can see him progressively get mad because he can see that this case is slipping through his fingers because he knows this Baez guy is way too good. And but I, Javi uh, Baez, man. The fact, and dude, I you're, I swear you were right. I appreciated it because I didn't realize that uh, when they said his name, I, I almost I, didn't know I almost did a spit take. Because I was like, no way. This is yeah. Well, see, I I had seen him in because K- I'd watched the Casey Anthony thing too, but I was like, I was like, why do I recognize this guy? Like, yes. Why does he look so familiar? And then when they they yeah. brought it up, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense now. Well, that's the thing is, I totally did not know. I for I didn't realize how out of the loop I was with the Hernandez story. I just know I just knew he got convicted of murder. I didn't know he was involved with another case around the same time. So when they bring up that he was the Jose key- Baez, I was saying Javi Baez, like the baseball Javi. player, Jose Baez. Uh, but when they said that, so I didn't, I totally forgot about this other case or didn't even know about it. And then yeah, when they showed that he was Casey Anthony, I'm just, I'm watching it and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, because this guy is like, man, where, where's our? There's got to be one on there. But where's our three part uh, Casey Anthony Netflix documentary? There is one. Oh, there's oh, a great, there's a Hulu. great oh, yeah. um, Casey Anthony documentary. Yeah, it's it's an ID thing, but it was a basis for the last uh, last podcast episode yeah. on it, and it's hilarious because they really do talk about they 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 interview the lawyers that she or the uh, investigators that she led around Universal Studios, <laughs> being like, "What's up, girl? How you doing? I know you. Don't look at me like that." And then turn around, and be like, "Yeah, I don't work here." Yeah, it just it I I legitimately was like you got to be kidding. It felt like um like it was a, like a movie. Like of course this is the guy. And yeah, that was I did have the same moment you did. I was like, "Where have I seen this guy before?" And they're like, "Well, he was the lawyer in the case of Anthony." I was like, "Oh." Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm on a rat. I'm down. I'm on um I'm on Jose Baez's <laughs> Wikipedia looking at, you know, uh, George Zimmerman asked him. Oh, jeez. And, and Baez said no. Baez would have, I mean, he got off anyway, but Baez would have definitely got him off. Uh, what? So by the end of it, let me ask you this, Paul, and I'll ask Brandon the same thing. Either one of you can answer. I don't know. 
what did you guys did you guys feel any empathy? Like, did you come away feeling any sort of sympathy or empathy towards uh, Aaron Hernandez after watching it? I'm gonna twist your question a little bit. I think that this would not have happened if he would have been drafted by any franchise outside of the Northeast. That's exactly what I told Jake before because I said it's the Patriots. Because I said the thing that just kept coming back to me was, and he's, and he's not the only one who came into the NFL this young, but I really think that the fact that he was 20 years old when he came into and he became a professional but athlete. He, he almost went home with the money, you yeah, know? But was, like, yeah, it was two hours but away. Exactly. The guy, the guy lived where he was from. He didn't have any friends in New, in New England on this team because they're all five to, six, five to ten years older than him. And his buddies are right up the street. And right. He has no re- he has no reason to hang out with these guys. And here. all these guys are now trying to latch on to you even harder, saying, Oh, we knew yeah. you make it. We're so happy yeah. for you. We're like, proud of I, you. Like that's not the only reason, but I think that that's a it's a big reason why I, his life didn't turn around once he made it to the NFL. Right. I don't have empathy myself, but I do have a more I do have a better understanding of mm-hmm. it. But I I was telling him it's like listening to the last podcast on the left. It, it's great to have the background and understand that most of the time when these killers do this, it's because they don't have the proper love and compassion that every child should have. And so, because it plays out the same way in this. His dad dies, his life kind of spirals out of control because his mom is a sycophant. And uh, look at me using big words. You can tell I've been writing lately. Thesaurus. Uh, <laughs> and so you kind of see that aspect of it. But I th- And I, I feel a little bit of empathy in a way that they just pumped him full of painkillers when he's on the, the Patriots. It just showed right. that the NFL doesn't care about you. They well, he stick was, a syringe in you. He was a player at the height of the... He was a superstar. Just throw pills oh, at him. Oh, you're, yeah. you're hurt? Let me, oh, let he's me, a superstar. Let me put this... I can't remember the name they I, had for that I have a killer. syringe for you pre-game and at halftime, and I have pills for you on the plane. He was he was so, a superstar during it's, that it's NFL. It's no wonder he got surrounded by the people he did. It's no wonder that he... In, I, I felt like there was two... And Brandon said this, too. There was too much harping on him smoking weed. I'm like, I don't... A lot of athletes smoke weed to deal with pain and things like that. I feel like they kind of use weed as a weird crutch in this story. Uh, my only thing would be like, I guess it could be used because that's how he met all these... Odin Lloyd and all these people was through weed. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they, they they played that up a little bit too much. But it's it's no wonder he ended up the way he is. Initially, you he think... He wasn't given a fight and chance. You initially think that the Patriots are the perfect organization... For a guy that no fell, days off. Do your job. he fell to the fourth round because of behavior and character questions. So you would think that he went to the perfect franchise, and according to everyone in that franchise, he did. And Robert Kraft loved him, you know, Robert, until I, he I, testified at his trial. Yeah, which I didn't know that. Never heard Robert Kraft's voice before. That wasn't quite what I expected. Do you um, think Aaron, if he were alive, he would have testified as the old rub and tug? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hit my mic. <laughs> but what if he would have been drafted even to Pittsburgh? What if he would have been drafted to Dallas? You know, he has the structure of the what? NFL. That one guy that lost to Poole to have said it. He said, I wish he would have went to Cal- a place in California exactly. or so somewhere else. Cause I'm going so to tie this into what you were saying about it. What if, because he was going to do this either way, what if instead of going to his high school, his his homie from high school that now sells drugs for weed, he goes to another tight end in his new city and says, 
hey man, I got I got a head. My head's just not right today. Like, where do you go? Can I can I hit up your guy? Yeah. And then he doesn't meet the super dangerous guy. He meets the guy that deals to the NFL players. Even that mm-hmm. could have no, changed his I life. I completely agree. And it's it's not like I, it's not the only reason. You still make the decisions that you make. Yeah. You gotta you you, you gotta own up to them. Right. And you you get consequences for what any decision you make. There's consequences for it. But I definitely think that that was a, there was a good chunk of the reason all this stuff got out of control to the level that it did is because of how close he was and he knew a lot of guys because yeah. he was in his hometown. And it's the same with any other killer, in my in my opinion. It, I, it their upbringing in that situation isn't their fault, but they still made a choice to kill someone. Yeah, so they're not the only ones that go through the same situation. Yeah. Right. So we have to end this with the weird law that was allowing Aaron Hernandez's criminal conviction of murder to be expunged because he was he died during his other trial. No, during that trial. During that trial. Okay, so it was okay. It was the second one cuz he, he already been convicted one. of the He was convicted of one and I th- you know, the more I hear about it, it seems like he thought things were looking up. He was acquitted. Or he was found not guilty mm-hmm. uh, because of Jose Baez, and so Imagine. I think that he I really got Aaron Hernandez and Casey Anthony off. It seemed to me. <laughs> it seemed to me, and they he made I the think decision. They played, they played it. That's how they made it sound in the, in the documentary. He killed himself to try and give his family all his money that he earned. Yeah, with the because, suicide note because he thought that if he if he did this and he knew this law, I'm sure he knew this law. That when he's no longer guilty of anything, the Patriots signed a contract with him. It's harder for them to arbitrate yeah. not giving his money yeah. to his family. Exactly. Right. And I think th- I think that seems to be somebody the told idea, him that. Somebody told idea, him that at least. I, yeah. I, and I think he. It seems like he was trying to protect, trying to which get, is, his, get his daughter. It's very sad, but yeah. there it's, it's it is sad because you, you can see moments like that where you can see there's still a human being. In Every there. moment with his daughter on the phone. He he was happy, and there's yeah. yeah there's still a human being in there. But seemed, seemed to be the only thing he really he, truly he cared, cared about. about was his daughter. Yeah. yeah, but so much of that he just came off as an emotionless sociopath. So much of that to me, especially in the court, he had no emotion. I think he knew that he's like I'm gonna get caught. You get told showed no emotion. I don't think yeah, I, oh, showing I, emotion I, I know, and something uh, like that is definitely not yeah. a good idea. Also, he was just too he was too cocky for his own good, man. <laughs> he leaves a he leaves a blunt right next to the body. He leaves shell casings it, in the used he's car. He's not a master criminal. This <laughs> is being, a CTE yeah, gangland. Yeah, That's the thing. Other than his sexuality, just the just mountain of evidence that he left blew my freaking mind. I'm like, if, if you're gonna kill someone, don't you think you'd take a little bit more precaution? Yeah, I mean, at least OJ like gave the police a chance to to like fix it. Uh, anyway. We spent a lot of talk about this. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good doc. It was a good, good. doc series. Not Firefest level, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> From that on to some other um, mental illness talk, we have the NBA off-court moment of the week, which is, besides Zion Williamson finally playing, the on-court moment of the week. I was going to say that would be on-court. The off-court moment Starting is... Starting just now, right? Yeah, a video of Delonte West came around, and he pops up every Father's Day... We see stuff about Delonte West because people tweet to LeBron saying Happy Father's Day with his picture because <laughs> he slept with LeBron's mom when they're on the same team. 
but it was I'm him. Just get it. It was him in this looking incredibly dirty in this ratty clothes, handcuffed on the sidewalk, yelling that he was the general of the navy. He was in charge of the navy and, stu- and crazy stuff. And this has been kind of a recurring thing since, like, it must be almost 10 years ago now. He was pulled over, high and drunk, driving his three-wheeler motorcycle down the interstate with guns and saddlebags. And his explanation was, well, I'm having a party at my house, and I was thinking that it's getting a little wild, and I don't want my guns there. And so he leaves and drives away with his guns. And so from that point, it was kind of, this guy might have a little extra going on yeah. and now he really needs help and apparently i saw a tweet from Woj that the nba pa is reaching out with uh, a package to help him with his legal issues and everything else to get him on his feet and we're, we're seeing that happen not as much it doesn't seem like that's happening with the nfl pa and antonio brown mm-hmm. just today there's a new notification that there's an active arrest warrant out for him and this is a few days after he posts on social media just berating his the mother of his children in and front police. of his kid, and yeah. the cops are taking his kid away. And throwing a, a bag of, of phallic gummies. <laughs> man, man. I I just don't know. And that's a, you made a good point about this, because when we were going to record last week, I meant to... I was going to say, you know, the A.B., his uh his management dropped him, and I was to be like, you hate to see it. And you're like, I'm not going to make fun of him anymore until he gets help. Yeah. And I, it doesn't feel – it's sad. It's incredibly sad. The, th- the thing that I, I was thinking about this today, you made me after, see, after seeing AB's – this burglary stuff and all this stuff that's been going on, how much Mike Tomlin probably meant to that guy. It's because, I mean, once he left Pittsburgh – Yeah. It's the structure. It just – felt it's just gone completely haywire ever what? since he left there and you wonder how much Mike Tomlin had to do with that given this you know getting this guy to be able to focus on something right it just takes me back I, I think I've talked about this before on our podcast is it's that interview with Eminem after he went sober where he said I knew that you can't just stop doing something that's part of your daily life and expect to have a daily life you need to fill that with something or or you'll go crazy. Exactly. I don't think he used the words you'll go crazy, but that's what's right. happening because his his entire career, his entire life, just what everyone dropped. knew him for, was gone. Just like that. Gone. Yeah. And he can't get it back, and he's frustrated and trying to find something to do, and he's just spiraling. And the, the being dropped by the agent was the point for me where it's like, okay, it was kind of weird and funny, his music video stuff that leaked. Like, that was kind of... Like, athletes uh, do stupid stuff like that. White girls or something? Yeah, athletes do stupid stuff like that. But when the agent dropped him, I said, okay, people around him are telling him he needs help, and he's ignoring them. Because you don't drop a superstar athlete the first time you think, hey, man, maybe you should, like, talk to somebody. This is is a, a serious issue, and... And yeah. I, I hope that he recovers. Yeah, it, it's 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 no longer fun anymore, and it's no longer funny. It's it's this guy has. I don't think there's. We joke. We thought about it before. And there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he has some sort of mental illness, and it could be related to CTE. He could have had it beforehand. We don't know. Unfortunately, we won't know until he's dead. 
but it's yeah, it's incredibly sad, man. Like, and you don't want to. S- and maybe it is the thing we were talking about with Hernandez again. Maybe it is. We there's too much. There's just too much pressure on these guys at a young age. The spotlight is on them, and it's sometimes most of the time it's not their fault because most of the time it's a way out. And it's just it's unfortunate. It really is. <clears throat> Hopefully he can get uh, the help he needs. I had something else for that. I can't remember it now. <laughs> can't. <laughs> this is the weakest cut. It. Cut. Well, are you guys ready? I really had something else to say for Antonio <laughs> Brown there. Can we move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to lighten up the movie. I had a good one. The XFL expert, Jake Williams, with your update this week. You really can't do a drum roll one-handed. There you go. That's better. Oh, I forgot. Paul does percussion. If you meet him for more. If you sit with him more than five minutes, he'll start getting antsy. I yeah, my legs bouncing right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw a friend post that on Facebook, and it was like, "I don't control the leg." It does that. Ashley always says that. I'm like, it's not a nervous tick. It's just what I do. Maybe it's a uh, Simon's producer thing. I got engaged. I'm catching myself playing playing the drum with my yes. Pen. I'm yes. turning into you, and I don't like it. Yes, I love it. XFL expert rapport. I got some books for you to read. Then get <laughs> me into some Ayn Rand. <laughs> Taxation, theft, like it's all there. So let's talk about the XFL training camp has ended. Whoop it's, whoop! It's officially been over. Officially over the uh, Houston training training camp, which I thought was interesting. All eight teams, and I mentioned this before, but all eight teams went to the training camp, and they all went there to scrimmage each other. So they would have individual practices, but a lot of the time it was the teams. So playing this was league wide training camp. Yeah, it was uh, the team scrimmage. It was. In what I would say is kind of their preseason, that I mean, obviously the points didn't matter, but it was it was they had refs, which they released the referee uniforms, and they are ugly. <laughs> I'll show you a picture of it. I'll put put a picture up later. But they had you know everything that would be a, a simulated game like a scrimmage would be. So it's kind of their preseason. Uh, here's an update on the final games, uh, the scores. New York beat Tampa Bay twenty-seven to fifteen. You hate to see it. <laughs> I really hope Wisconsin gets a team. <laughs> so I can make fun of you. I'll just pick a team. <laughs> You'll never pick a team. Neither of you will. I think, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with Seattle. I got to do a deep dive on how they did. You oh, know? they had a good choice. They lost to D.C. Yeah, uh, see, that's why I'm waiting. L.A. beat Houston 23-18. to 18. Keep in mind, you're going to see a lot of weird scores because we're gonna, but there's the possibility of a nine-point touchdown in this league. Uh, D.C. beat Seattle 21-16. to 16. And Dallas beat St. Louis 25-22. Sometimes you forget there's only eight teams in this league. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, four games, that's it. Which that's what think, the AAF was. I think it's great for them because it is digestible. Two games on a Saturday, two games on a Sunday. Jeff Kiss. But those are uh, training camps ending because the season is just right around the corner. I can feel it in my bones. I got my Tampa Bay Vipers shirt. I'm ready to rock and roll. I saw a hoodie on the store I kind of want to buy. And if, man, if this league tanks, I'm gonna look like a. I'm just. It's gonna be a conversation. It, it won't because the money behind it is too. Is and too the solid. fact that ESPN and Fox are both invested in it, I don't. Th- I think they'll be fine. Uh, the big news this week, though, Chad Ochocinco Johnson was going to be a part of the XFL. Was and going to. He said, 
Nah. Man didn't show up. He ghosted his kicking tryout. He, yeah, that's the thing. He was going as a kicker, not a wide receiver. Uh, he kicked a few extra points when he played for the Bengals. Um, Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I know he's yeah, a big was, FIFA fan and like, a big soccer guy. I think it was preseason. It didn't really matter. So, uh, uh, yeah, he decided to skip out on his workout. It is worth noting that he was going to be a kicker, not a wide receiver. And the XFL commissioner, Oliver Luck himself, had weighed in on it. And he said, quote, he's off our radar, end <laughs> quote. Yeah, Oliver Luck. Do not Luck, cross the Lux. Oliver Luck doesn't seem like a guy that jokes about things outside of, like, yeah. He seems like a no-nonsense, like, oh, you don't want to be in the league? Okay, I don't want to talk to you. Is it, what kind of wine is that? It's a Malbec. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's red. Fooled uh, <laughs> you. That's, that, that seems like Oliver Luck's I'm humor. S- I'm still holding out hope. Architectural humor. <laughs> I still hold out hope that uh, it was all a ploy, uh, Andrew Luck, leaving the Colts. He secretly, Not going to happen. He told him to be like, hey, I know like, you're worried about your health and everything, but you should play in the XFL. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Uh, Chad Johnson wasn't the only notable workout for the kickers. No? Kicker position. You would know this man well. PFT. Yes. From, pardon my take. PFT Commenter. I like to shorten it. (laughs) PFT Commenter. What's his real name? I don't even know his Uh, name. His name's Eric something. Anyway. I looked it up one time. PFT Commentator. Tried out with the D.C. Defenders. And this is the, the thing that kind of surprised me because the Chad Johnson uh, tryout was kind of something I just found out after he skipped out on it. There was actually, like, fanfare and social media push behind uh, PFT trying out for kicking. Well, it's wicked smart marketing. They're the most listened to sports podcast in the world. You stop being a Celtics fan. You're saying wicked a lot. Wicked. You said wicked, wicked like smart. three or four touchdowns. Wicked or, smart. Touchdowns. God, I'm having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> Think about it. It's the most listened to podcast. If he talks about it, millions oh, of people it's hear free it. Advertising and then the Barstool does a video of him practicing it, it free for the league. You know how many follows on Twitter did the XFL well, main Twitter I get think, because of this? I think you know? that's another reason the XFL has a good shot to to survive because they are very transparent with their fans. They're always like when the rules rolled out, they made a thing easy to f- look it up and follow and everything. And they're great with social media. Case in point, they have PFT commentator trying out to kick. Commenter. What did I say? Commentator. Oh, commenter. Uh, he Mr. Practiced, commenter. He practiced with a one-bar kicker helmet and... The Bart Star helmet. Some goggles. With the... Yeah, glasses. yeah, yeah. Which you don't see anymore. No, the goggles work. Did you see him? He was like he icing it kicks, from like man. 40 yards. Yeah. Well, he's a big rugby guy. He's a he's an everyday's leg day guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I, honestly, I think it's smart. This is the league you want to be a kicker in. There's no PATs. You don't got to worry about that. You do kick off, okay, and occasionally they might have you in for a kick. You do, you don't even have to kick. You don't kick in overtime. They have a shootout style overtime. So the only way that the game could fall on you is if it's a last second field goal in the fourth quarter. So still the lose. most nerve-wracking possible scenario on a football field. You got to keep in mind it's the XFL. But still nothing some else. Low stakes. Yeah. It's not the NFL here, but um yeah, so that that's been kind of the news. They're not even a real league until week five when Johnny Football shows up. <laughs> that's another thing. That's gonna happen. Uh no, uh, Ocho Cinco will show up. I think Manzel's gonna show up. Johnny 
No, they won't because he didn't do that bad with Memphis. Did he ever get convicted for anything? I don't. That's years ago. No, no. Either the, the way, the XFL when it was in, they've stuck. I think they've stuck to this. The XFL was a hard line. Like if you have a criminal record, you cannot play in this league. That is way too hard line for. <laughs> For football I th- players, I think so too. That uh, would that would get rid of half you, of their draft pool. Do you want another Aaron Hernandez, Paul? Do you want another AB? That's how you solve it. You don't give him a job. <laughs> yeah, you you just no, hardline I, it. I you make it worse. Exactly. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I I don't think put them back on the streets. <laughs> Is that the, is That's that the your update? XFL update. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's like, I'm actually really passionate about this league. I care, but I always end it with me making fun of it. I don't know why. It's okay. It's it's easy to do. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> We're on hey, from that. Tell me about the AAF, Paul. No, that's okay. The Fire it's, Fest of football. It's time to... <laughs> they are the Fire Fest You're going to finish football. that article. I, I think that went the way of Fire Fest. That article? <laughs> or the league? The article. All of it. The article. Three for three. We are on to... Paul making fun of himself from Jake making fun of the A of the XFL. <laughs> it's Paul's Fat Five. This podcast is gonna be like four hours. That was the music spot yeah, that you're it. just yeah. talking on. You know that's the bit we do, right? <laughs> oh, this is the spot. I like the music spot. So three and one last week because the Packers overhit, even though they didn't cover. Forty six and forty eight on the season. I'm gonna get to, to one. <laughs> I'm gonna get to one over five hundred um, this week. Next week's gonna be fun because I'm gonna have a lot of Super Bowl bets going on. But this oh, week, man, you're gonna do so many prop bets. I know. This week I have three going on because you know it's hard to find spreads for NBA games on. Upcoming days that are not night of. Do they have the? It's hard to. It's hard to bet not day of an NBA game. They have, it's the same as football, isn't it? The, 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 do they? Do they have an over under or do they? Not? Yeah, 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 but they do everything the same. But they only. But do lines it don't come out until day of because oh. rosters are so fluid in the NBA. Yeah. This guy's got the flu. That guy's got load management. You know, it's just for Vegas will not put out odds. You can find like a prediction of mm. of odds. Um, but yeah, that's kind of hard. Until, like, playoffs, and then they'll do that. But this week, for the Pro Bowl, I have the AFC minus one. They won last year. I think they've won five or four straight. So we're going with the AFC. Sure. Seeming like that's the that's the side with the quarterbacks that will care more this year. Um, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is even going, but I can tell you right now, he is already checked out of the Pro Bowl if he's there. <laughs> i got a quick note no, about Rodgers ain't there. Neither uh, is Aaron Jones. If anyone can... Tell me how that's possible. With 22 <laughs> touchdowns this year? Please, please somebody explain that. To I me. will explain that uh, and also explain to Darius Smith. He made it. Which you can't do. He made it off of the like a, an oh. alternate, though. No, Shout out right. to uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. But how, did, how a guy with the most touchdowns in the league no, that's not on right. the Pro Bowl team makes no sense to me. I agree. I, I agree. Think, I think with Godwin and uh, Shaq Barrett... Or, I always say sack bear. That's why the AFC is going to win in my prediction because the NFC is missing two great players. Quick note. Can I say something? Do you know who Katie Nolan is? Yeah. You know she's a big Patriots fan? Yeah. She ran into Tannehill at the Pro Bowl. 
and she said hi, and she's uh, she said hi to him. She's like, I liked you until that game. And he goes, Oh, but that was so much fun. <laughs> Beating the Patriots. Anyway, back to you, Katie Nolan. I have the Pro Bowl <laughs> over as well. We're gonna take fifty and a half on the Pro Bowl over because nobody's tackling. I want to see some bombs from the AFC receivers here. We'll see what happens. Are you going to watch it? Because no, I know I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Well, I might. Nope. It's on ABC. I, I might play. play on. guys aren't playing. They're all in the Chiefs. They're in the Super Bowl. Right, I know. I was just thinking, oh, wait, Tyree Kill's not in it. This was, I, I hate that they put that before the Super Bowl. And then this Saturday, which we didn't talk about last Saturday, Conor McGregor, 40 seconds over Cowboy. This is Woo. why I will always buy WWE pay-per-views over UFC pay-per-views. Royal Rumble this week. Which, by the way, did you get the network? I was no, I don't have the network. <laughs> no, because at least with them, I know most, unless it's Brock Lesnar in the main event, uh, the main events are usually like 30 minutes. Right. This, it's like uh, right. 40 seconds. Yeah, you paid There's money. 50 bucks. paid a lot of money for those tickets for the main events, 40 seconds long. I get it's really cool, and it's the top level of that sport, but, I but mean, come on. Give me a script. <laughs> right, yeah. Give me something to follow. Give me some. I need me some more sp- high flying. I'd be. I'm sorry. Getting off on a tangent. I'm just saying MMA is harder for me to follow and care about because there's no storylines. Okay. There's there's some storylines like, like the weigh-in stuff. Failed drug tests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and then Anderson Silva snapping his leg. But where we started here is this Saturday is Bellator 238, and the main event is two women: Chris Cyborg Justino who we all know from defeating Ronda Rousey and in her first loss. And then she is taking on Julia the Jewel Bud. And I'm taking Cyborg. Looked That's up, the only one I know. <laughs> well, I looked up. I was on um, I was on FanDuel looking at this. You guys better be ready. This is in prime time. Don't make me watch MMA. <laughs> I was looking at this, and uh, Bud I'm wins a lot on takedowns, and Cyborg is really good at... Messing you up with a kick to the face when you go for a takedown, which is what she did <laughs> to Ronda Rousey. Pretty tough to come back, come back from. Yeah. yeah. As as we saw from Ronda Rousey, where she just took a shot and I'm sorry. She, she was she was standing and everybody said, "Oh, she's she she's gone. Like her soul has left her body." <laughs> Somebody protect that woman. You hate to see it. <laughs> you hate you hate to see it. So that's the three for this week. AFC minus one Pro Bowl. Over 50 and a half. And Chris Cyborg, Justino over the jewel bud. I'm sorry. I'm so fixated on the fact that Chris Cyborg just exercised Ronda Rousey. She did. I might pull up that highlight once we once we're done just on there. The sometimes you just gotta pull up a sports highlight again to watch something iconic, you know. All right, uh, Pro Bowl winner. I'm taking the NFC because the NFC has just more talent. I'll be honest. Thank you, Jake. Primetime picks. He has the NFC. You heard me with the AFC and Brandon for the Pro Bowl pick. NFC. They're the best league all year. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm on my own here. And how about on to Bellator? I have Cyborg. I think we're all going to have Cyborg. With the name recognition. I know none of these people. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about, but this I'm is, going with Cyborg. This is, this is, so let me explain what Bellator, Bellator is. is like this not is UFC. The, this is the XFL. We're, you're, you're betting on the XFL, right? If you, if you don't. It's if, the second tier. I've only watched one fight in my entire life, and that was it's, Mayweather versus McGregor. 
That's, so that's boxing. That's the only fight I've watched <laughs> in my life. I actually, I have some friends that are super into MMA, so I've watched MMA a few times. I I have been known when it's names that I know. I have been known to sneak down to a bar where I can watch an MMA. Yeah. I I Did knew. You watch Cowboy and uh, McGregor? No, I didn't watch this one because I knew McGregor was gonna stomp him. <laughs> um, because he's been training by haymakering old dudes that refuse drinking his whiskey in a bar. But I would. I knew. I apologize for asking for nothing. I knew I had to be in front of a TV for McGregor, Khabib, and I was not disappointed. Khabib, Khabib. it's Khabib. I didn't even pay for Mayweather and uh, me neither. McGregor. I found it on Twitter. <laughs> Somebody was live streaming it on Twitter. I did that. I saw that <laughs> off of Facebook because I think I was at like a, was it like a Halloween party that night or something? I don't know when it was, but it I was, was at fall, somebody's I house. I was at somebody's house, and I pulled up on my phone. And we had eight people around my phone. Well, that's prime time. <laughs> that's the uh, that that's a joke. But that's the prime time pick. We gotta work that out. We gotta work out. Uh... Well, it ends next week. But here's the cool thing: with our prime time picks, Brandon is in the lead, sixty and thirty-six. I'm five behind him, fifty-five forty-one. The listeners, you guys are only four behind me with fifty-one correct, and Jake with forty-six. Now, here's the cool thing: there's only two weeks to go, but within these last two weeks. Everyone is within striking distance of moving from where they are, one way or the other. So, keep. I could go 500. Yeah, you could. I could do it. We'll see. Listeners could move up to be better than two of our hosts. Oh, uh, real quick to explain, because um, I didn't feel like we explained it well enough. But uh, UFC is where all the talent is. <laughs> okay. Bellator, uh, Bellator is more of like if people that have already had success in UFC. Or former professional wrestlers that want to make it an MMA is usually what I've been seeing. It's it's Bellator's AEW, UFC is WWE. Bellator, do you know what AEW is? Okay. Bellator gets the scraps and the people before retirement and the young kids that are really good and didn't get picked by UFC. All I'm is saying from what is, I, I would care more about MMA if we had some storyline manufactured. No, the storyline because they have storyline. Like that. this Scratch is that. this no. yeah, this is his comeback to the championship. <laughs> if I'm being honest, they fought twice before. If I'm being honest, it's the entrances. The entrances, it's the production. It's the mic time. The entrances in MMA suck. They're lame. If the MMA would, they're just like in, boxing entrances. Incorporate a storyline of adultery and divorce. Some sort of <laughs> like cuckold storyline. Yeah, story yeah, we gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, we're off the rails. Thank you guys. Uh, another great week, and thank you guys for braving the weather to be able to do this again. For Jake Williams and Brandon Plecker, this was the Loud Sports Podcast. Follow us on social medias on Twitter at Loud Sports Pod. Like our Facebook page, Loud Sports Podcast. At Twitter, Loud Sports Pod. Jake, did I forget anything? I think you got everything. Did you mention? I don't mention Instagram. I'm terrible at updating the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. We'll be back to you next week with our preview for the Super Bowl and a lot of other hot, fun stuff. Oh, final thought to take you out tonight. The NFL stage for the draft in oh Vegas is going to be on water. So I'm just going to let you take this thought. <laughs> out of our podcast there by boat by the way we are going to have young black men be taken on a boat to their new owner saw that on twitter Yikes. have a great night guys <laughs> <laughs>